it dawned on me after communion that this was Mo. Yeah. And I, and I thought that initially, but I, I talked myself out of it because there, there's no, it's way. been a long time. Yeah. And there's no way. In the meantime, um, all the stories of dad interacting with Monica. So Monica and Jolene are sisters, the mm-hmm. Sea Earth girls. Uh, and it, there's just all these stories of, of dad interacting with them and me and fifth. That sixth is grade. going through your mind yeah. in a millisecond. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how much can go through your mind yeah. in and, a really short amount of time. And then, and then trying to contain all that. <laughs> while, uh, while you're in the distribution? While, while, no, after, like after, this is like as church is now ending, right? Trying right. to contain all that while I'm greeting people on the way out, knowing I got to get back up there and get pictures taken. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a verse from the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations are an invitation, because as much as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that's not what's best for us, with God or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome to Christ in All Things. I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. I'm Pastor Jason Chalkman. And we're here today for the, at least what is planned to be, the final installment of our series called Grieving with Hope. And we are today, uh, the, the date is the 8th of August in the year of our Lord, 2023, one year after the date after the death of uh, your father, Reverend Gary Shockman, graduating to the church triumphant. So I'd like to I'd like to begin with a prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, your Son has assured forgiveness of sins and deliverance from eternal death. Strengthen us by your Holy Spirit, that our faith in Christ may increase daily, and that we may hold fast to the hope that on the last day. We shall be raised in glory to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, my friend, it's been one year. Where are you in your head right now? Um, well, I talked to my sister today already. Um, planning on talking to my mom a little later. Uh, so, I'm, I'm kind of all over the map, right? What does this mean? Um it's been, well, it's been a rough couple of months here with funerals. Um, it has. And each of them in their own way uh, has connected to uh, grieving the loss of my father and his funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and brought up. Do you mind if, do you mind if we talk about that yeah, a little no, bit? Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, so I, 
This, I mean, this there, is our, there, this is there our have life been, together. There have so. been several funerals recently, perhaps most prominently, my guess is, the the death of little Hadley McCormick, uh, a little seven-year-old in our congregation who died from a, a really aggressive brain tumor. Yeah. And both of us pastors here at St. Paul's were intensely involved in pastoral care beginning with her hospitalization and surgery back in December. Christmas, yeah. And, you know, and all the way through when, all the way through. Yeah. And, yeah, so, you you know, you said there was some, my word, not yours, crossover yeah. there. Well, talk, a li- talk a little bit about that. So for, for me, it didn't yeah. start with Hadley. It actually started with Carolyn Ponko. Oh, yeah. Um, who, uh, her, uh, boy, her family planned her funeral, and then they showed up and sang. Yeah. Oh, that was splendid. So Pankos, thank you for that gift. Um, and and it, it really did connect to the, the, the body of Christ that sang at my dad's funeral. Um, and then music for me has always been, uh, it's my solace. It's where I run. Um, it, it, I, I, I connect to my own emotions better there. I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. Whereas I can't necessarily articulate them. Uh, the right song will just bring it all right to the fore, <laughs> um, which you point, which we'll talk about. Um, and so starting with Carolyn's funeral, cause there's a hymn that we sang at her funeral. That's going to be in mine. Yeah. Um, we sang it again at Bobby Shoyer's. Uh, You're talking about Lord, Lord the I love with all my heart. heart. Yeah. Uh, Lord, then at last thine angels come to Abram's bosom, bear me home that I may die unfearing. And in its narrow chamber, keep my body still in peaceful sleep until thy reappearing. And then from death awaken me that these mine eyes with joy may see, O son of God, thy glorious face, my savior and my fount of grace. Um, that, and then, Right. That that moment in that hymn is... And then from yeah, death awaken me. Yeah. Yeah. Stop singing, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, I can recite the word, but man, you start singing and it's done. Um, it, is, it is a remarkable thing. I mean, and we've talked about this yeah. nu- numerous, numerous times. Um, I mean, part of, the, part of the reason we're doing this series is, is, number one, I know that talking about it helps. And you were willing to talk about it publicly. Well, yeah. Um, and as and related to that, we knew, you know, we we both had a sense that had a having a a, a multi point conversation about grief would provide a window for people in the congregation and elsewhere into the types of conver- conversations that you can have. Yeah, with people who are grieving. With people who are grieving. Um, and, and so, you know, we fast forward to Hadley's funeral and um, coming out of Hadley's funeral, talking with Travis and Aaron and her the, parents, her parents and their desire that people continue to tell them the stories, right? Continue to tell us the stories of, of Hadley uh, and how she connected with your life. Um, 
and that that's been that's been really good. Uh, it's been really helpful, I think, for them and for others. Um, and then, as, as I'm watching that unfold, I'm also realizing um, there aren't a whole lot of people that knew my dad well um, that I can share stories with or that are still around to share those stories with. And I know uh, one of the things my sister and I talked about today was um, she's planning to go through some photo albums and just reminisce a little bit. And that'll be great. Um, I'm sure she'll, she and her husband and her son, Caleb's home from Indonesia. So that's great to have him home for a bit. He's talking about moving there full time. Oh, that's a big deal. Oh my goodness. My nephew, I love him. <laughs> I love him. He's on fire for the Lord. It's great. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just a way of putting it. Right. Uh, but, but that sharing of the stories, um, I think it's, I think often we talk about it as a way to quote unquote, keep someone alive in our hearts. Um, but I think more to the point, it's a way of continuing to give thanks for the gifts that God gave you in the life of that person and to recognize that in Christ, those gifts never end. They never end. So we don't have to stop talking about someone who's died in Christ, who's died in the Lord, especially talking about them as though they're not, they're no longer existing. Because in fact, they are, their life is just hidden with God in Christ. Uh, and so we can't see them, but their life hasn't changed. Their life is the same. It is hidden with God in Christ. That's a wonderful thing. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, the the you know one and one of the things of having this conversation, you know, thinking about music for you, music has a way of touching most people and helping to bring things out. But it's not it's not always the case. Sometimes it's sights and smells. I mean, sometimes you'll you know we had a funeral here recently for Bobby Scheuer, who was a a a great and she was what eighty one I think and a great servant of the congregation of the congregation and of the church who was very busy for many, 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 many years kind of who trained in walking along people with grief. And her family talked about when they got together, there was like a cookie bake, you know? And so, right. There are certain, there are certain smells associated for, for them associated with Bobby, which is, you know, and that's a, that's a powerful, yeah. That's a powerful thing, um, yeah. you know. So it can be the right the smell of a certain kind of food, or something can arouse. Yeah, um, I've been doing some work on the house lately, right? So I'm in in the toolbox a lot, um, and now that's my dad's toolbox that I'm into. Ah, uh, yeah, right? and uh, and he was very particular about oh, his tools, goodness, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he had a huge wood shop in the backyard and, and like, you know, like dust collector that was a centralized dust collector. And, uh, for those don't, who don't know, that's like a central vacuum unit yeah. that collect all the sawdust. So I imagine you're not quite as uptight about the tools. <laughs> so do, do you, do you find, do you find yourself having a little bit of joy kind of poking at your father by not putting everything away as neatly uh, as he did? No, no. <laughs> 
I try to put his tools back the way that he left them. And I try to, and Interesting. when it's my tools, I just kind of put them away. Um, the, the thing that made me go there though, was, um, I opened the screwdriver drawer the other day. Uh, all the flathead screwdrivers face one direction in the drawer and all the Phillips heads are the other way. Sure. That way you know which one you're grabbing. Um, but the smell, when I opened that drawer, the smell. Smelled of, like your dad. Of that toolbox smelled like the toolbox in the garage in Perrysburg, Ohio, when I was a teenager and we were working on the car and that we couldn't get the head gasket to to sit right and set right and seal right. And we must have put three or four different head gaskets on that 1983 Plymouth Reliant before it finally stuck. <laughs> um, and there were many times where we were with a flathead screwdriver carefully, carefully scraping seal off of the head gasket before we tried another one. Uh, and, I remember I just opened the screwdriver drawer because I was putting together a garden tool shed to get some stuff out of our garage. And uh, there it is. The smell of that head gasket being scraped <laughs> off and just because I opened the screwdriver drawer. I'm like, what the dickens? Where's that come from? So I stood there, you know, turned screwdrivers in my hand for a minute and then went back to what I was doing. Um there's been lots of those moments this year. Uh, lots of those moments, right? Um, I'm coming up on, yeah. for, for me, I'm coming up on the annual family reunion where our, all my uncles and co male cousins get together. Yeah. And one of, one of the great things about that reunion is, you know, half of those guys and my uncles are gone now, but, those guys knew my dad before I did. Sometimes way before I did. And it's often at that event where I learn a little something new. And which is to you know, to your point that you made earlier, increasingly over time, and it's been over thirty years now since yeah. my dad died, increasingly yeah. over time, a cause for thankfulness. Yeah. Because you got people that knew him and can share stories. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, for most of us, I think our relationships with our fathers are at least a little bit complicated. You think? <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, I mean, I'm curious, you know, and I know that's the case with you. Um, I'm, I have found over time, it's because it's interesting that you said what you said. I have found over time, I'm a lot less stupidly I, I call it stupidly po'd <laughs> about something and more thankful yeah i'm ha, how is this is that what is is that kind of what has happened this year or are you or is it still very much a mixed bag um on the whole yeah on the whole i'm getting there there's still there's still little things i look back on and i'm just oh that was dad and i just kind of chalk it up to that was dad being dad and whatever and I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm stupidly PO'd um, <laughs> as much as I just kind of go, huh. And then for like, for me, the thing that's, that's kind of sunk in is um, how are my kids going to remember me? Uh, 
And how, how can I act toward them in such a way that, that they wouldn't remember me as I often remember my dad. <laughs> um, at, you know, at the same time, uh, on Sunday, uh, 1030 service, we had a baptism. Yep. Uh, and one of the friends of the family, uh, is a, a gal who, uh, I was unaware or just didn't remember that she teaches at Milwaukee Lutheran, grew up in Michigan, Southern Michigan, was a part of the ongoing ambassadors for Christ crowd that my dad coordinated the circuit. For. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Mon- Monica Seabarth. No good, kidding. Good old Mo. Yeah. So here I am stepping up into the pulpit on Sunday, uh, you know, having, having prayed the Psalms that, that I pray before we, before I preach. Yeah. Uh, and extended the, the greeting, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our father, through our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And I look and there's this gal pulpit side, third row inside aisle. And I'm like, I know her. (laughs) <laughs> but but of course, my brain is a little zeroed in on the sermon that I'm about to preach. Right. I'm not exactly focused on placing this guest that seems to be there for the baptism. Um, and so I kind of let it go. And it kept nagging at me that I, I know this person. I know this gal. I know that I do. But it's way back there. But I know that I know this gal. Uh we get through communion, and uh, as I'm coming up to bring you the the uh, common cup, I stopped and leaned over to our elder, and I'm like, I know I know that person. Does she look familiar to you? He's like, nope, not at all. I'm like, okay. It dawned on me after communion that this was Mo. Yeah. And I, and I thought that initially, but I, I talked myself out of it because there, there's no it's way. It's been a long time. Yeah. There's no way. In the meantime, um, all the stories of dad interacting with Monica. So Monica and Jolene are sisters, the Mm -hmm. Seabarth girls. Uh, And there's just all these stories of of dad interacting with them and me in fifth, sixth That is going through your mind in a millisecond. Yeah. It's amazing how much can go through your mind in a really short amount of time. and And then trying to contain all that. While, uh, while you're in the distribution, while while no after like after this is like as church is now ending right, right. trying to contain all that while I'm greeting people on the way out, knowing I got to get back up there and get pictures taken with this baptismal family. Uh, by the way, super cute smiley Augustus picture that they got. I love it. Yeah, Hannah was like, "Yeah, you get the only smile of the day." <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, we'll be okay." Uh, but he was smiling during the baptism. He it was. was very sweet. He was. Um, but there was also um, the Murdy clan was there that day. Uh, Your friends from many, many, many years. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- so there was there was just this. I had this moment, right, toward the end of the church service where all these images are flashing through my head of OAFC and Monica and Dad and. And, and then it immediately jumped to the Murdys and wanting to make sure I got a chance to say hi to them before they left. And, and then this new family, the Christiansons that, that were, well, they're not new, but the, 
third child being baptized, right? Uh, you did one, you did the middle mm-hmm. child. I got the end one and, and, or this last one. And hopefully there's more. We'll see. Um, I was simply overwhelmed by the breadth and the depth and the, and the, the wonder of the body of Christ. Yeah. And it's joy. Yeah. And the sharing of the heartache and the, and the, the rejoicing with those who rejoice. Like all of this is now in that moment flying through my head <laughs> as I'm trying, as I'm trying to contain all this and then, and then go home and build this garden shed so that <laughs> so that when my wife and kids get home cuz Colette had gone to pick the kids up they were in lacrosse she uh, so when when the wife and kids get home from the dells we can get some of these things out of the garage because this coming weekend we're hosting uh the garage sale that um our our Rachel is having before she moves to St. Louis to go prepare to be a deaconess. That's a member of our congregation named Rachel Wegener, who is, what is she, 30? I don't know. In, in that neighborhood. I don't, the, I don't the, ask. I don't ask. Me, in that neighborhood. They are. And, and she's going back to graduate school to study to be a deaconess. Yeah. So we're helping her out. She's using our driveway for garage sale items that she doesn't want to take back. Um, and we, we've added some items too. And mm-hmm. uh, all the proceeds will go to help Allison, or not Allison, to help Rachel, uh, in her move and in her, in her studies. Um, so it just, and again, it's all of that went by on Sunday morning and then I'm home digging through the garage, putting together this thing, smelling my dad's tools and remembering him and trying to keep it all like in line, um, with, with this joy that is ours. So what's the, because if I, if because I may, we're surrounded by such a great cloud, cloud of witnesses. witnesses. What's the what's the lesson for people in that latter part of the conversation we just had? Or lessons? Um, w- one for those who grieve. Yeah. One. Don't stop being connected to the body of Christ. Okay. The church. In this communion of the church, there is a sustaining joy uh, that will reach out and grab a hold of you when you least expect it, when you need it most. Um, and and there are those who will walk beside you and mourn with you mm-hmm. um, every step, every step. Um, so, you know, the, the, if, share the stories, but, but let the church hold you up. Let the church hold you up. And let me, let me, if I may, no interject interject <laughs> there because i mean what what you're amongst other things what you're saying is don't stop going to church a lot you know a lot of people yeah. when they're in grief have a hard time walking through yeah and you know there's a there's a little poster on our teachers lounge that we got from some educational agency that i think is actually really great you know that there's this saying fake it till you make it but the the poster says face it till you make it yeah and 
that faithful courage of showing up for worship, even even when you know it's sometimes going to be hard emotionally, can can reap or reap a harvest of great appreciation. Yeah, yeah, which I think um, is what you're describing. The other the other sign in the teacher's lounge that sticks out is the Jesus knows me, this I love. <laughs> which is you know it's it's cute and it's playful but when you stop and think about that um we are known we are known by our savior who in who who graven his our names right in his book um it, and so um that where am i going with that Jesus, Jesus knows me, this I love. It's not just Jesus that knows me. It's not just Jesus that knows my dad, although more fully than we ever will, right? But it is the body of Christ that knows the things that we are walking through because they've walked through them. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's Karen Sue Murdy who cared for her, for her ailing father, who was a preacher, um, that that knows this grief, um, and and just gave me a hug. Yep. Not knowing we were coming up on the one year anniversary, right? Um, yeah. The verse I was thinking of was from First Corinthians thirteen. Well, sure. For now we see in a mirror dimly. That is an old fashioned mirror, not like our new ones, right? Now we see in an old in a mirror dimly, but then. We see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Jesus knows by me God all the way along. Yeah, it's a cute, it's a cute little thing, right? But it's not just cute; it's true, mm-hmm. and it's deep, and it's rich, and um, I think sometimes we we forget to stop and appreciate those deep, rich moments. Uh, so I had one of those on Sunday yeah, and it's kind of clung to me and hung around this week, knowing what, that we were going to sit down and have this conversation. Um, I took my, my kids and a friend to see King and country for King and country at the state fair, which is last night. Explain to people uh, for King and country is a couple of Australian brothers who now live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're singers, they're uh, musicians, they're filmmakers, they're artsy guys. They're, I, I just stumbled across this fact this week, thanks to my best friend in the world, Mark. Um, their older sister, the older sister of the two brothers that are for King and Country, uh, is Rebecca St. James. Actress? Christian singer-songwriter I, from when yeah. I was a teenager. Okay, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh and they have a whole band. It's not just the two guys, but they put on quite a show and, and they sing some, some songs that have a pretty good message. Uh, and some that are, make me theologically stand up on end and go, not exactly. Um, but, uh, there's one, one where they sing there, where they talk about, um, your value that you, you are valued and you are priceless. Um, and uh, and that was something my dad always ingrained in us that we were, we were we were priceless. We were value. We were his treasure. Um, my sister and I. Um, and I'm standing there next to my son with my 
13-year-old daughter, or 14-year-old daughter, sorry, on the other side of him, and her friend on the other side of her. And I turned and, I turned and looked at her. Um, and then I pulled out my phone to record her because she was full on in the moment singing along with this song with her phone up recording while she's singing along yeah. with her friend next to her who's a huge fan of the band singing along and and it's just that moment that you you are priceless that they sang um, I was overwhelmed good for you uh, that my kids know who they are in Christ that my kids know they're priceless and they know they're more valuable um, to, than anything else. Um, I may not always do the best job of communicating that to them. And they may sometimes feel like second fiddle to church or second fiddle to golf or second fiddle to, <laughs> you know, any other thing. Um, and that's something, that's something this, this week that um, I've learned. I know they know it. I got to do a better job of showing it to them. Fair enough. So it's one year today. Yeah. You've walked with people for over 15 years as a pastor through grief. What's been it or has there been a surprise in this whole thing? Um, <laughs> yeah, yes and no. Okay. Um, y- you are the surprise. I'm the surprise. Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cause, um, day, day, day after the funeral, maybe it was. Yeah. When you came up with this harebrained idea. Yeah. That we should do. And you were at work. Yeah. Egypt. Well, well <laughs> I, yeah, I know. We've talked here, about that before. But here's the surprise. Um, my brother in Christ, my brother in the office. Yeah. In that moment of asking that question, um, becomes my pastoral care. Oh. In walking through this. Uh-huh. Um, so... More than you know. Yeah. I think more than you thought you you were. What more Doing more than you thought you were. Or maybe you weren't. And maybe I just underestimated you. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, more than you know. The surprise is you've become not my brother, but my pastor. Yeah. In walking through this. Well, so th- that's, th- an, that's an honor. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, for doing that. Uh, whether you intended to or not. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think your intention was um, just to, because as a guy who's lost your father as well, mm-hmm. as another brother, as a fellow pastor in the ministry, as, as someone who very much values uh, this walking beside people uh, as they grieve and grieving with them. Um, yeah, you're not emotionally stupid. No, you're you're not. Uh, no. You you have a you you have a profound natural empathy, um, which lends itself marvelously to pastoral care. Um, but I also know that you can also, I mean, you be just being a man, but we, we can bury ourselves in caring for other things. Yeah. I knew 
that it was important to talk. And I'm a, you know, I was also thinking just if I may on a, in a show quality kind of value, <laughs> I, I knew you'd be a good, I knew you'd be a good interview because there'd be candor. Yeah. Um, and I knew Christ would be at the center of it. Yeah. I also, I also knew that there would be candor with regard to your own personal stupidity. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, you I know, got, I, I got plenty of that. Right. And I, I think it's, it, it's, well, one, I knew it would just be helpful to talk. Yeah. Um, from at least moderated by somebody who had some inkling yeah. of what an idea was. But I also so, knew it would be helpful for so people. So the surprise is, um, folks, the, mo- the moments when uh, Pastor O'Donnell starts this with a prayer and then a word from Scripture, um, he, he's praying these prayers that I've prayed with people, that, that I've, I pull out of my pastoral care companion and share with others. Um, but, but he's, he's doing that not just for the show. He's, he's doing that for me. Yeah. Um, and so thank you. You're welcome. Uh, surprise. <laughs> uh, so when you, right. So in those moments then, so when you show up and say thank you to me for something, <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm dumbfounded. I just, I, 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 bought, I just don't I, know. I, I, uh, I had occasion yesterday to realize how thankful I am to have a, have a brother in office walking alongside me. And so I just, you know, and we're Lutherans, so we can enjoy a, a little alcoholic beverage. And so I just went out and bought him a bottle of scotch and just dropped it off his house and said, thank you. Cause he knows I prefer scotch. My scotch cabinet, by the way, right now, in part, thanks to this congregation <laughs> and the way that they care for us as pastors yeah. is full. Okay. I don't have room for any more. <laughs> so <laughs> we got, we got a problem. Yeah, he's a type one di- diabetic, so I can't take him cookies. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got, or shouldn't. We, we're going to have to have a little, a little fest, a little scotch festival at my house. <laughs> Invite some of the brothers over and have a little scotch and share some knowledge about it. Uh, so that we can polish a couple of those off before we put any more in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm game to do at some point. Uh, maybe the elders can come and learn a little. <laughs> I'm um, sure they'd like that. There you go. Uh, anyway, um, this week we, uh, in, a, in a few short hours, or well, no, tomorrow, uh, we send the, the staff off for staff retreat. Um, and we'll go join them then Wednesday after. Um, and that, that's another, another place in the midst of this where, uh, grieving my father has been, um, I've been cared for Mm -hmm. just with our staff, Mm -hmm. Uh, those in the building who, um, just ask how I'm doing. Right. Um, Yeah. And it's, which, it's, get, which, get, which gets back to something you said earlier, and maybe yeah. this will be a good place for us to, to close up this part of the conversation. Because you're active in church life, and you would, this wouldn't, this doesn't need to be, you don't need to be a church worker for this to happen. True. When, when you're active in church life, when you're, when you're showing up for worship, when you're getting to know people and serving with them, 
you know them, they know you. They become extended family. You, you share joys and you share sorrows. And if you stay in your living room and grieve, you, you miss out on a fuller humanity. And um, you, you miss out on the opportunity for the Lord to use you for someone else. Indeed. Indeed. So, communion of saints. <laughs> if, if you happen to be listening to this and you've led a rather insular grief of some kind, my encouragement to you, and I guess I, I would guess your encouragement as well would Indeed. be come to the divine service. Yeah. Go sing with the saints. Go sing receive with the God's saints. gifts. Yeah. Thanks. Pray. And 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 then and take a small step of serving with some others. So I'll just close this out with a hymn. Yeah. Um sing with all the saints in glory. Sing the resurrection song. Death and sorrow, earth's dark story, to the former days belong. Right? Now, now the clouds are breaking. Soon the storms of time will cease. And in his likeness will awaken, knowing everlasting peace. Come sing with the saints. Be prepared. Body and soul for that day. Thanks for joining us at Christ in All Things. For show notes and other information about Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. We're thankful to provide Christ in All Things to you as a gift. But it's not free to produce and distribute. So if you'd like to help us make Christ in All Things a self-supporting show and have a little fun in the process, please click the support page at ChristInAllThings.org. A donation of any kind gets you a dozen environmentally friendly Christ in All Things straws to share with your friends. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. You love those way too much and I still can't believe you bought them. A donation of $200 or more gets you some cheerful on-air clapping. And a pair of Wisconsin-made wigwam hiking socks. A donation of $1,000 or more gets you thunderous on-air clapping. And a handmade Christ in All Things leather folio by the Murdy Creative Company. If you want to donate more than that, well, fly us wherever you want, and we will record Christ in All Things at your chosen location. Within reason, of course. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or the old-fashioned way, give us a call, 262-567-5001. Intro and outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl. Copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.